This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, heard Sunday mornings at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, heard Sunday mornings at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. From hockey to wrestling, football to golf, no sport left unturned. You're listening to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Good morning, Naz. Good morning, Wally. Neil, the boys are back. Let's talk sports. Good morning and welcome to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, live from Liberty Village in downtown Toronto on the new AM740. Uh, I'm your host, Walter Rigobon, as usual with me in studio, my co-host, Naz Marchese. Good morning, Naz. Good morning, Wally. How are you today? It was an extremely busy day in sports. Uh, yesterday and on the weekend, it's been uh, really some incredible sporting events. Yesterday, we also want to announce in studio with us this morning... Our soccer analyst uh, back with us in studio, Mark Kennedy. Good morning, Mark. How are you? Good morning. I'm, I'm great. A uh, couple of interesting soccer matches yesterday. Uh, obviously, we started off with Champions League uh, in the, in the mid-afternoon, and then we had the start of the Women's World Cup. Certainly the result that Canada wanted to start with. We wanted to start off with three points. We want to get through the group stage, uh, but a bit of a controversial ending. Mark, you're, you're, you're looking at me perplexed. Wally, you're trying... Your usual irascible self. You're trying to provoke me so early in the show. Okay, so Naz and I are both of the opinion that it was a controversial ending. Of course, I'm referring to the, uh, to the penalty kick granted to Canada in injury time, um, which Canada, of course, won the game 1-0, and uh, you know, obviously we are happy about the result. No question about that. But uh, Naz, you want to you want to you want to chime in? You thought uh, oh, you I didn't thought think perhaps was, uh, I thought I thought both of them were going after the ball and uh, uh, questionable that, call. I would not have called that. And Canada did not play very well yesterday, too. As a matter of fact, I was standing in front of the screen, not not even sitting. I was standing, pointing at the screen, saying, "That's a mugging. That is a mugging." The Chinese defender elbowed the Canadian attacker in the head, in the face area. Um, that is a clear foul. The, the referee had the perfect view of it and made the right, right decision. You know, I, I, I've always had issues with, with you know, I, I've always thought soccer is the worst refereed game of, 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 of any sport of any kind. Um, and unfortunately in soccer, referees' decisions uh, because of the nature of the sport and because of the nature of that you don't get a lot of goals, you know, soccer referees determine games way too many times. No, the rules of okay. the game let, let, can, determine can, the game okay. many, many times. And, and, and I may, I may, I may to... not disagree with you. That may, that may have been a technical foul. It may have been... Uh, it may have been... Uh, you could certainly make the argument that it was against the rules. Uh, but I've always been of the opinion that perhaps a little bit of discretion should... And I'm not going to... You know what? I'm happy Canada won the game. Let me, let me put my cards on the table. And you know what? If that's the justice that we get from that, from that 
incredibly poor call in the Olympics against the Americans that cost us that game. If that's if that's if that's FIFA's it, justice for us, then that's fine. Then we got even. Do you think? Okay, fair goes, enough. Do you think this goes back that far? That call? No, it's I got nothing. Know. Well, I think it's. I quite frankly, I think it's. I think it's a homer call. Um, it's it's justifiable under the rules, Mark. Don't get me wrong; it's justifiable. It's a homer call, but if 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 the tables were turned, and we were talking about that happening at the other end of the pitch, at the other end of the pitch, if that happened, where a Canadian had have taken down a Chinese woman, and the penalty shot had a penalty kick had have gone the other way, that you you'd have headlines all across the country right now saying that, saying that that was preposterous. Okay, but you know what? At the end of the day, the end of the day, Canada was the better team. Okay, let's let's call a spade a spade. Canada was the better team. You know, uh, the Chinese played uh, they played uh, rope at dope soccer for essentially the whole game. So you know, if you want to look at it from an overall justice perspective, the best team won the game. I agree. And uh, now going back to penalty uh, kicks, uh, a controversial non-call. In the in the Juve uh, Barcelona game that happened just before Suarez's goal I, in the in in the sixties minutes there, where the Juve uh, I think it was Pogba was it was it not Pogba, Pogba was, was, the was man. taken down was taken down in the uh, in the Barcelona right in front of the, right in front of the uh, right in front of the goal line and uh, no call no call I coached the game. And if I had those two penalty calls side by side and I was coaching a defender, I would say the Chinese defender was, was breaking all the rules because look at how high her elbow is. Whereas in the Champions League game, the Barcelona defender, we think it's Danny Alves. Was it Alves or Piquet? Yeah. We know it was Pogba. I was th- yeah. And the key is they always stay elbow to elbow. That where the defender's elbow is is always in relation low to Pogba's yeah. elbow. They're tangling with each other, which is not a foul. You, you no, that, I agree. But if you if you look at, I think if you look at the highlights of that closely, when when the when the Barca defender's on his way down, he sort of he puts his arms around Pogba, or one arm around him, and sort of pulls him down with him. So I'm not going to argue with that call either, in the sense that. Neither call should have been a Ni- Probably neither call should have happened. I just like to see the players decide the games rather than the referees. You're- I like to see the players decide the, re- the games instead of the referees. How many, how many times in soccer do you see a penalty kick at the wrong time or you see an offside call that's not made properly? It's just the referees stick their nose in these games Wally, way too often. Wally, you're provoking me once again. You're sounding like Don Cherry. I might have to step outside Don Cherry, and that's drop good. the gloves. You're going to step. We're going to step outside. We're going to step outside <laughs> and, anyways, dro- and drop the gloves. Anyways, and going back to the Champions League game once again, I guess justice prevailed because the best team did win the game. Yeah, they, they Bar- are Barcelona. Great. This Barcelona team, uh, if it isn't the greatest soccer team of all time, it is. It is damn close. It is damn close. And the only one of the other competitors for this Barcelona team is probably the Barcelona team from a few years back. That beat Man U in the Champions League final. I can't remember. It was three nothing or three one. I think I, I think Man U didn't touch the ball more than three times that entire game. I think it. I think there were actually two different Barcelona yes. Man U finals in in, in recent years. Yeah, I years. think you know the one I'm talking yes. about. Yeah, yeah. And uh, certainly Barcelona. 
uh, led by Messi, although, uh, you know, you, we, had, we had a little debate before the show about the quality of Messi's performance yesterday. You thought he put on an incredible performance in the second half, but it was certainly a performance that was from a technician's sublime point of view Matt, rather than he seemed to take over the game. But he has an incredible ability to keep the ball close to him and go at defenders at, at a proximity where most p- players would not dare to go. Because, because he has such control in close, he has defenders who are practically looking down at their toes and still afraid to make a move for the ball because Messi has them in close but can turn them any way that he chooses. So he's he's uh, he's no Ronaldo. Eh? Well, you know, you know, no. <laughs> Just uh, the reason we're all laughing here for our listeners. We had a, we had an interesting debate before the show as to who's the better soccer player, Messi or, or Cristiano Ronaldo, and I I didn't think there was a debate there at all. But we're going to come back to that uh, later on in the show. We're gonna, we're going to talk about Messi and Ronaldo and who's who's the better soccer player. Certainly do want to talk about that. It was a, it was a, an incredible day in sports yesterday. It really was. Champions League, Canada, China, start of the World Cup, uh, the Hawks lightning in the, in the playoffs, and, uh, another sublime performance by Jovenko last night. TFC pulled that one out. And, of course, a triple crown winner, 37 years, American Pharaoh. Uh, lots to talk about. We've got the NBA Finals, and uh, that's my lead-in. Uh, when we come back after the break, we'll be talking to Leo Routens. Certainly want to talk about LeBron James, the Cavs, and the Golden State Warriors. We'll be right back. It was a rainy day when Pizzaville asked me to introduce their new fast dial number just for cell phones by singing it. <clears throat> Pound three six three six no pound three six three six no Come on baby pound three six three six ooh, ooh. Come on baby pound three six three six huh, that's got a ring to it Call Pizzaville on your cell phone at pound three six three six With a True North deck system you could be sunning, lounging and relaxing instead of sanding, scraping and painting. The True North Deck System, the deck that's Canadian manufactured for our Canadian climate, comes with a limited lifetime warranty. You get a durable, double-sided finished deck system that's easy to install, eco-friendly, and virtually maintenance-free. Enjoy your summer. Ask about True North Deck Systems at Lowe's or visit them online at trunorthdeck.com. There's an old saying... Entrepreneurship doesn't build character, it reveals character. Entrepreneurs learn to trust a person by trusting people. The law firm Rigabon Carly understands this. They know all about entrepreneurs because they work for them. Every day, they've earned their trust. They know that when it comes to meeting the legal and business needs of entrepreneurs, good enough is not enough. Rigabon Carly, the intelligent choice. Steel's Paint in Woodbridge, an enormous 20,000-square-foot superstore that carries nothing but the best. Superior staff, superior advice, superior selection, superior everything. When you have a really tough job to do, they can knock it down to size. They'll show you how to get it done right, and because they only sell the best of everything, you'll get it done to last. That means superior satisfaction. Steel's Paint, 4190 Steel's Avenue West in Woodbridge. The best. At Titanium Logistics, we believe that choosing the right shipping company comes down to two issues, price and cost. 
Most prices are competitive, we'll likely save you money too. But the cost of choosing the wrong company to service your cross-border freight to and from the U.S. and Mexico can be extraordinary. If it's not where it should be, when it should be, that bargain price, worthless. Titanium Logistics. On time, on budget. Call 905-266-3014. Ask for Blair Downey. This is Daryl Settler for Alt Infinity and Vaughn. Car buying made simple. That's what Alt Infinity is all about. No stress, no hassle, no nonsense. Just fun and easy and rewarding experience that will put you behind the wheel of a fabulous new or used Infinity. Expert sales staff, superior service, and the largest selection in Ontario. And the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's what makes Alt Infinity the captain's choice. Alt Infinity, Woodbridge.com, at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Striving to inspire you at every turn. Discover Villanova College, York Region's only independent co-educational Catholic school. We offer small class sizes and a commitment to academic excellence towards properly preparing students for university and lifelong success. If you are a young person or a parent seeking more from today's education, then take a moment to learn more about Villanova College. Find out about our specialized enrichment programs, including STEM and advanced placement. For information regarding admissions or to schedule a personal tour, visit VillanovaCollege.org. The only thing I love more than sports is sports radio. Take it away, boys. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Good morning and welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. We are live from Liberty Village in downtown Toronto. We now have with us a friend of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, Leo Routens. Leo Routens, noted uh, TV basketball analyst and local uh, basketball legend in the Toronto area. Good morning, Leo, and welcome back to our show. I appreciate it. How's everything this morning? Everything's great, Leo. Thanks. Thanks for joining us. We're in uh, NBA Finals. Golden State uh, won an interesting game the other night. Uh, uh, LeBron James did everything he possibly could, but uh, couldn't get him over the top in in the overtime. Uh, is that the way you? Uh, uh, is that the way you see the rest of this series? Uh, certainly, Cleveland seems to be up against it with all their injury troubles. Yeah, I mean, it's, they certainly have their backs up against the wall, but um, pretty much what you said goes right now. I mean, LeBron James has to carry this team. He's carried them thus far. Uh, and what's interesting is a lot of people are just writing off the Cavaliers because of Kyrie Irving's injury. And certainly, as I said, their backs are up against the wall. It doesn't look good. It's it's going to make things that much more difficult. Uh, I think Golden State has played so well all year. The depth is tremendous. They have the MVP and Steph Curry. But what Cleveland did in that first game defensively, I thought was tremendous. Uh, you know, they held uh, Golden State to just 98 points in regulation, which is well below their season average or playoff average. So they did a, you know, if they can play that kind of defense, um, and obviously you have LeBron James. I mean, he's the X factor. He's the guy that, uh, you know, I thought he kind of worn down, got, well, got worn down and, and, and got tired at the end of game one, but. He's a guy that can give you a chance every time you step on the floor. Uh, and then the third aspect of that is a lot of people don't realize is in the postseason, uh, their numbers show that they've actually played better without Kyrie Irving uh, for the, for the uh, I don't know, leading into game one this, this postseason. So 
Uh, anything can happen. Um, I'd still say I'm leaning towards Golden State, but uh, you never know when you have LeBron James. Got to ask you, Leo. Golden State. You know, we we you know, when you're when you're in the Eastern time zone, you really it's difficult to focus on the teams that are in the in the Western time zone. And and I, I don't like to use the word they've come out of nowhere because they had an incredible season, uh, 67 wins or something like that. And uh, but from where where they've come from the last couple of years, they seem to have turned around a franchise in a very very short period of time. Um, is, is there a lesson in this for the for the Toronto Raptors? Well, you know, the, they they were they were good last few years. They've yeah. been good. I mean, they they've been a solid team. Uh, you know, I think that they they took the next step this year uh, with the additional depth. I mean, depth is such a key. I think everybody around this league is realizing that if you don't have the bodies uh, to sustain a long NBA season and put yourself in a position in the postseason. Um, it's very difficult to do. It just, it's just—it's almost impossible to do. Uh, so they built a team with tremendous depth. I mean, their second unit, uh, when they come in, they can change a game, they can maintain a game, uh, they can compensate for their stars being out of the game. So now that, that, to me, has been the biggest difference. And then they also made a coaching change. They, you know, Mark Jackson, uh, they did extremely well with Mark Jackson. But then they brought in Steve Kerr to take them to that next step. Uh, and the next step really was defensively. Um, you know, this is a team that a lot of people, you know, they talk about the threes and they talk about the scoring and all the fun. I mean, they, there's, there's fun a team to watch as there is in the game today. But what they do is they defend. Uh, they get a lot of their offense out of their defense and, uh, they were the best defensive team in the NBA this season, statistically. So, that tells you what you have to do to win. Uh, and then I think an underlying uh, point is that, you know, Andrew Bogut, they're big man in the middle. The one, the one kind of characteristic of Golden State over the years is you got a lot of guys that can run and shoot and play small ball, and that's kind of, you know, been their history for a long, long time. But they have some big bodies. They have, you know, if you've got Bogut in the middle that anchors your defense, you've got some big bodies coming in off the bench. Uh, that makes it that that allows you to take that next step. So they're kind of like the Steve Nash Phoenix Suns uh, of years back that could score and run and pass and move, but they're much much better defensively, and that's why they have a chance to win it all. Leo, your thoughts on the play of Canadian Christian Thompson so far in the playoffs? Oh, he he's been tremendous. Uh, you talking about a kid that's uh, put himself in a position to uh, to have an enormous payday. Uh, you know, Tristan, before going into this season, I said that the Canadian that's going to have the biggest impact uh, on winning this season is going to be Tristan Thompson. And simply because he, he's a perfect player to play with LeBron James in that environment. Uh, his motor is unbelievable. I've never seen this kid get tired. He just can go and go and go uh, very much like a Dennis Rodman who he admires and tries to model his game after. Um, and and the, the thing about with the Cleveland Cavaliers, when you have LeBron James, every game is a big game. When you have when you have a marquee player like that, any every arena you step into, I mean, you could be a crappy team, but you beat Cleveland with LeBron James. You get a window of two weeks to just enjoy the game, and it brightens up your season. So you're getting everybody's best shot every time you step on the floor. And Tristan's made for that. Uh, he, he just plays hard all the time. And with LeBron James and the, some of the players they have, like a Kyrie Irving when he was healthy, um, you cre- they create all these opportunities. So for him, all he has to do is go out and get the ball. 
find a way to get the ball off the glass, off you know, uh, block a shot, do whatever, loose balls, uh, and anything else is gravy. And he fits into that perfectly. And uh, and, and and I said this as well that when Kevin Love went down, that was a great opportunity for Tristan Thompson, and he maximized that. And really, they're better with Tristan Thompson, in my opinion, than Kevin Love. And even though Kevin Love, you know, was an all-star and all that, when Kevin Love is playing, you have to find ways to involve him. You have to get him shots. You have to do all kinds of things to make sure he's in the game. With Tristan Thompson, he's getting you more shots. He's getting you second and third opportunities. So, in my mind, he's a perfect fit and a kid that deserves everything he's getting right now because not only is he a player that works extremely hard, but he, he's, uh, he's a really, really solid citizen, so I'm really happy for him. Are you surprised that uh, they have a rookie coach in uh, Steve Kerr, his success with the team, having been a Not rookie really, coach? because, you know, Steve was very smart. I mean, he, he had choices. I mean, he had other, other teams that uh, wanted him. Uh, he picked a team that had the best opportunity for success. So uh, that tells you right there he's not a – uh, you know, you got to respect his decision making. Uh, he picked the right team, and uh, you know he's got a lot of experience. I mean, he played on champions. Uh, you got to remember, this is a guy that played with Michael Jordan, Chicago. He played yeah. with Tim Duncan in in in, uh, in San Antonio. So he's played for Popovich. He's played for Phil Jackson. Uh, he's also been a general manager in this league with the Phoenix Suns. So he understands. Uh, he understands uh, what 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 has to happen on the floor. He understands what that what goes on behind the scenes in management. Uh, to me, you know, he he was this was a perfect timing. You know, he waited for this opportunity, picked the right right spot, uh, and he's done everything to take Golden State to the next level. So, uh, you know, I'm not surprised at all. Uh, we're of course talking to Leo Routen, noted uh, basketball analyst and uh, former coach of Canada's national basketball team, Leo. Thanks again for joining us. LeBron James uh, seems to uh, obviously uh, take his game to uh, a different level. He's, he's, he, when I watch the Cavaliers play, it's just like the whole team is strapped on his back. Um, and he's drawing comparisons to, uh, to some, of the, some of the greats of all time, uh, Michael Jordan, Magic, Bird. Where does he fit in in terms of, in terms of that pecking order, Leo? Well, he's definitely going to go down as one of the greatest players in the history of the game. There's no question about that. Um, you know, if I had, you know, if I had my choice, I still have Jordan over him. Uh, and it's not just the rings. I mean, obviously, Jordan has more championships uh, than LeBron James, and, and James still has time to build on that. But uh, Jordan still, to me, is a, is a just a, was special, unique, and I don't know if we're going to see another Jordan for a while. But uh, LeBron James is is definitely. Uh, going to go down as one of the top players in the history of the game, uh, even coming into the finals. I mean, nobody's come in uh, to the finals that with the numbers he's, uh, he's averaged in this playoffs. Um, he's a dominant player. He's so physically strong uh, that, that he can do so many different things. And, you know, even though he can score, which he showed, and, and he, he can put big numbers up, that's not his nature. He's more of a Magic Johnson type of player where – he makes everybody around him better. He really, he really is. You know, you hear this expression a lot. A guy's like a coach on the floor. He really is. I mean, his. You can talk to any coach that's coached against them, coached, coached them, or players that have played with them. Uh, his understanding of the game and what's going on is unparalleled um, with any player today. And uh, as a result of that, you know, his his game is again very much like magic. He 
he makes everybody better. He does so many things to uh, to just make everybody around him a different type of player. And if you think about it, I guess Steph Curry's the MVP this season. Uh, he had a remarkable season. But if you took if you took Steph Curry and say brought him to the East and put him on you know ten different teams, I don't know if he's going to take anybody to the to the championship like he's like like LeBron's done. You could put LeBron on ten different teams in the East and. Every one of those teams has a good chance to get to the championship. That's how good he is. Um, I mean, you put him on the Toronto Raptors, the Raptors could be playing in the finals right now. I agree. Uh, that, that's the difference that he makes uh, because of the type of game he has. So um, it'll be interesting where he ultimately uh, is considered, but he'll be near the top for sure. Leo, um, you, you, you being a former player and a coach and uh, also a broadcaster, we had an incident this weekend where Jerry Howarth, the voice of the Blue Jays, came out and uh, uh, verbally attacked Jose Reyes personally uh, on his play. What's your feeling on that? Is that what, would you ever do that in a situation, or what makes people do things like that? Um, well, again, I'm not – honestly, I've been uh, kind of entrenched here with the NBA side, not really familiar with what happened, but um... – uh, when you say personally attacked, what do you mean? Well, his play, that he is deteriorating and he should, uh, uh, he's not playing well. And ever since he said that, they've won four in a row, and Reyes has been the star in almost every game. So I'm just wondering. Yeah, well, I mean, okay, from that standpoint, you know, uh, again, there's a difference between, uh, I, I guess I, it's how I interpret it. When you say personally attacked, that, that kind of can cross yeah, the I line, meant his but, play, not him so personally. But yeah, yeah, no, so, you know, to me, uh, you know, as a broadcaster, you have to you have to call it as you see it, and um, I think that you know to be critical is not a bad thing. Uh, if that's what if that's what's happening, um, I think there's a way to be critical. There's a way to say things. Uh, Jerry's been doing this for a long, long time, and I have a great deal of respect for him. So, uh, again, without having actually uh, heard everything he said, um, I, I trust his judgment as somebody that's been doing it for a long time. Uh, and is very good at it, but uh, you know you have to. Uh, any any time you're you're in this business, there's uh, I, I think there's a way to say it. There's a way to be critical without uh, I, without necessarily uh, trying to do damage to people. Um, I, I think that uh, you have to point out when people aren't performing. You have to point out when people uh, are doing things uh, that some people might not be noticing in a good way too. So uh, that's part of your job and. Uh, and uh, it's not always going to go uh, be received well, uh, and that's just part of it. You can't be afraid to do what you think is right. Yeah, I, I I agree with you on that, Leo. I thought I thought Jerry handled it professionally. He was he was critical, but I think he was respectful, and uh, he had, I think he said what had to be said. Uh, you know, Ray's hasn't been yeah, playing and, and well, and, and I think it's well with I think it's well within the purview of a broadcaster. To be to be critical if if it if it's justified without being and he wasn't personal there was nothing no, personal about his, his comments. His uh, one last question, Leo. We you know we love obviously having you on the show and you're we love uh, drawing upon your basketball expertise and uh, we're getting into the thick of it in the NBA Finals really really quickly. Give us uh, give us your uh, give us your prediction on where this series is going and who the ultimate champion will be and how long it's going to take. Well, I, you know, I'm curious to see how Cleveland's going to absorb, uh, you know, Kyrie Irving's injury. So uh, I, I think I think they're going to the thing they're going to battle. I think they're going to fight, but 
Uh, my gut right now is uh, Golden State is going to win this thing uh, based on their depth. Uh, if their depth does what they did in game one, I think they will win. And um, hopefully Cleveland can pull out a game or two. But let's just say Golden State in six at this point. Leo Routens, it's always a pleasure having you with us and sharing your basketball knowledge with us. Leo, thanks so much for joining us. And uh, have, a, have a fabulous day and the rest of the week. Thanks again so much. You too. My pleasure, guys. Thanks. Thank you. That, of course, was uh, Leo Routens. Uh, uh, always a pleasure. Always uh, listening to what he has to say about basketball. Certainly one of the one of the go-to basketball guys in Canada, and uh, it's always a pleasure talking to him. I think Cleveland is going to win. I'm probably one of the only guys that thinks they're going to win. I, I think they are. They've won both games without Irving in the lineup this year against uh, Golden State. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, go ahead, Mark. Uh, off air, there there will be a wager. Okay. Oh, we're going to have a wager? <laughs> uh, oh, I, are you I, taking I agree. Golden State? I agree with Leo. The Golden State looks awfully strong. Anyways, uh, okay. it's a pleasure. We've got... Uh, a busy schedule on tap. We want to get back and talk about soccer, but soccer. But this is, of course, a call-in show. You're welcome to give us a call. We have our Pizzaville contest once again. $50 gift certificate for Pizzaville. Uh, please give us that. We'll go to the second caller, and uh, we'll, of course, take your calls to talk about anything sports that you want to talk about. Our numbers are 416 Four seven four zero. Please give us a call, and uh, I'd love to talk sports with you. Canada-China Women's World Cup the issue arose. We were talking about it, uh, and we can't we can't understand why none of this is happening in Toronto. Um, Toronto is the reputed uh, epicenter of the Canadian universe, certainly in the minds of Torontonians anyways, but maybe not in the minds of Ca- Canadians across the rest of the country, and have no issue with the World Cup starting in Edmonton, because it, uh, it was a great start, 53,000 uh, cheering Canadian supporter decked out in, in red, certainly a fitting start to the tournament. Uh, Toronto doesn't have a stadium that at this point in time could uh, can compare to that, but it's... Uh, it's a month and a half uh, long tournament or thereabouts, and there's nothing being played in Toronto, and I don't understand it, Mark. Give us your assessment. There are a lot of fingers being pointed. I, I agree with you, Wally, and, and you know how much it hurts me to say I agree with you, Wally. Um, I, might I have, know it hurts really, really a lot. I might have to lie down that. for a while. Yeah. But, um, I just fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Pan Am Games is a factor. Um, but factor in what sense? The Pan Am Games aren't starting here till July. We've got a month of soccer in June. You, we, we couldn't have had like two or three games. Or even is, is England in this World World Cup? Uh, yes, they okay. are. They could, yes. You can have the English team play here a couple of times, or uh, the the Dutch team, or the Brazilian team, or the New Zealand team. Not necessarily team. the New Zealand team. Not necessarily you know the Canadian team. But you couldn't have had any games here in the next couple of weeks. I don't. I don't get it. And last year, Canada hosted the Under Twenty Women's World Cup, and and was Toronto it, hosted many a game. Many. Yeah. I, I attended a Canada um, a, a doubleheader. Um, it was fantastic. Great atmosphere. Yeah, it's it's a shame because I think this Women's World Cup, uh, as it develops, is going to be an incredible spectacle. You know, as I said yesterday, um, yesterday's audience was the largest audience ever. For a Canadian to watch a Canadian national team in any sport, fantastic! Wow, that's incredible. that was for to, for an audience to watch any Canadian national team, men's or women. That was the largest audience in history. 
So, and, you know, Canada got off to a good start. We, you know, we, we've got the three points now. You, you know, we get through this group stage. We get it on a little bit of a roll. I, you know, I think, I think this team can, uh, can certainly captivate our nation. We're certainly looking, you know, watching, listening to that national anthem before the game and watching them, uh, you know, with their arms around each other. There's nothing, nothing gives me goosebumps more than listen to the Canadian national anthem at a, at a national team event. Well, you've got to give Edmonton credit, though. They, yeah, of course. They, they posted it uh, a couple of times, uh, some yeah, World Cup the point soccer that, women. Yeah, so they've done a great job. They, so this it's is not, not here. It's not here. I mean, yeah. it's in Edmonton. I'm fine with but it. But it's not just in Edmonton. That's the point. I have no problems with I know, them starting in BC, the tournament in Edmonton. It's in BC, it's in Ottawa, it's in, Ottawa, Ottawa. It's in Montreal. Yeah. Why not Toronto? I don't get uh, it. We have the Pan Am Games. Oh, I mean, uh, uh, very important to the city, Wally. Yeah. Come on now. Uh, uh, I think Prove you're, being, I think you're being a little sarcastic there, Naz. Are you trying to make a point? Is there anything you want to no, say about I, the Pan Am Games I think, that you're? I think you don't we should make be... a trade for Pan Am Games going to Fort McMurray and the Argos <laughs> uh, opening in uh, Toronto instead. Oh, that's a, certainly an interesting solve. Well, anyways, we've got uh, <laughs> we've got D General on the line for Tobico. Good morning, Mister General. How are you this morning? Good morning, uh, gentlemen. You guys are a lively bunch this morning. A lot of uh, a lot of buzz in the air. What's uh, what's going on? Was there a full moon last night or? Uh... <laughs> Well, you, what, what, you got, you got anything, Mr. General, you've got anything you take exception to that you want to call us out on if you think no, that we're lively you, this morning. Uh, you shot under par for the first time in a long time there at Humber Valley. I can assure you. You finally broke the course record, so I, I thought maybe... I, 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 I actually, my, my, new, my new goal in life is not to shoot under par, but to match Tiger Woods. If, oh, if I if I if I can shoot eighty five, I'll be happy. So oh, I, you do that. You do I, that in your sleep, my friend. I, I I I'm trying to match Tiger Woods now. That's that's my new game plan. Uh, what what a sorry what a sorry round of golf that was yesterday. And I'm not, you know, I don't know if you want to talk about that, but I think well, it's I think it's 80, time. I'll I think it's time for Tiger to hang him up. 80, yeah, I'll take eighty five any day of the week. But for him, yeah, there's something wrong there, and. Uh, you know what? It'd be interesting to see if somebody comes out and uh, and talks about it that knows what's going on behind the scenes because that, I mean, that's just not right. Eighty five and, and you know, forty level and, and yeah. major tournament. Well, the Memorial's a big tournament too, and there's a lot of big names there. And he hasn't competed at all. Oh. I mean, I mean, he had a good Masters, but uh, I think it's uh, his his time is. It seems like his time oh. has come and gone, but. Uh, um, I don't know. Is he is he going to be able to compete with these younger guys that uh, now are consistently, you know, uh, shooting in the in the sixties for four rounds? I mean, I, that's tough. I got to I got to tell you, the general being a, being a fan of golf, uh, you know, Tiger's now in e- Ian Baker Finch territory. Uh, I remember when Ian Baker Finch yeah. couldn't break eighty. Yeah. Um, when when a pro of Tiger Woods caliber shoots eighty five, it's unheard of. It's unheard of. Forty three. Forty-two. I got scorecards that look like that. Absolutely. You know, I mean, and, and I, when I think, I think if I go back to the record books now, Hubie Green had a better uh, <laughs> tournament average than than. Uh, than oh, we're, di- uh, we're digging Tiger deep at, at his age. We're so. digging deep now, Hubie Mr. General. Green, my goodness, Hubie Green. Anyway, so you know, I don't want to belabor the Tiger point, and and you know, I want to. Can I, can I ask one question, yeah. guys? With the soccer now, with this is this is big. I mean, I, I watch the world uh, the the World Cup, uh, men and women. I love it. The women's game is exciting because they they move the ball around, and uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, a lot of drama near the end too. But when are they going to clean up FIFA? When is this this uh, organization going to finally? Uh, get its act together and and do start doing the right things. You know, 
I, I watched, uh, you know, part of that game yesterday, the men, and, and, and I, I keep looking at Suarez playing and why he hasn't been suspended, all the things that they do. And, I mean, there's a big issue there. And uh, I'll leave you with that question for, for, for the expert uh, so that, that you guys can kind of comment, please. Mark? The, the, the troubles with FIFA are they hurt every fan. And um, I, I take your point quite well with Suarez. He did start off this season with, um, with a lengthy suspension, but it's that sad old story of money talks. Barcelona had paid Liverpool for the rights to Suarez, and clearly we saw yesterday the man has talent and, and can play at, at a top stage. Um, the the troubles with FIFA are complex. It's it's a huge story, and I'm afraid it's going to be a huge story for months to come because the the extent of the bribery is such that there will be more charges, and who knows who's going to be pulled in. Mark, thank you, D General. Thank you. We uh, want to go to our next caller. Really quick call before we go to break. Earl from Oakville. How are you this morning, Earl? Thank you. How are you guys doing? We're doing great. What's uh, what's on your mind? I'm talking about Team Canada in the soccer, um, the women's soccer tournament. Um, I, I thought we had a bit of a problem with China yesterday. They're favorite to win, aren't they, Team Canada, the, the world the gold medal? Uh, Mark, you want to give us a quick assessment of, uh, of Team Canada? I would love to say we're favored to win. We're 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 hoping the be- for the best, but uh, we're we're certainly not favored to win. Oh, okay. So okay. we're not favored to win. Where do you where do you see us? Uh, we're we're ranked. We're ranked eighth in the world or sixth? Yeah, eight. I think we're ranked uh, sixth or eighth. I'm not too sure which one it is. Is that a fair ranking, Mark? Yes, it is. Anyways, thanks, Earl. Thanks okay. so much for your phone call. We appreciate your call. We have to go to break, and uh, I know we've got some other callers on the line. If you want to bear with us, we'll try and get to you. It was a rainy day when Pizzaville introduced their new fast dial number for cell phones. It's pound 3636, and you can dial it from anywhere. Want pizza at the park? Pound 3636. Wings by the water? Pound 3636. Ponzo combo at the cottage? Pound 3636. Salad at the... uh, Someone stop me. Call Pizzaville on your cell phone at pound 3636. With a True North deck system, you could be sunning, lounging and relaxing instead of sanding, scraping and painting. The True North Deck System, the deck that's Canadian manufactured for our Canadian climate, comes with a limited lifetime warranty. You get a durable, double-sided finished deck system that's easy to install, eco-friendly, and virtually maintenance-free. Enjoy your summer. Ask about True North Deck Systems at Lowe's or visit them online at trunorthdeck.com. At 20,000 square feet, Steel's Paint and Woodbridge is Canada's largest independent paint store. Big deal, right? Big deal, yes. The best brands, the best staff, the best advice, the best of everything. From color matching to brand selection, whether you're a pro or a DIYer, we'll look after you from the minute you walk in to the minute you walk in a second time as a completely satisfied customer. Big store, big deal, bigger satisfaction. Simple. Steel's Paint, 4190 Steel's Avenue West in Woodbridge. At Titanium Logistics, we believe that choosing the right shipping company comes down to two issues, price and cost. Most prices are competitive, will likely save you money too, but the cost of choosing the wrong company to service your cross-border freight to and from the U.S. and Mexico can be extraordinary. If it's not where it should be, when it should be, that bargain price, worthless. 
Titanium Logistics. On time, on budget. Call 905-266-3014. Ask for Blair Downey. This is Daryl Settler for Alt Infinity and Vaughn. Car buying made simple. That's what Alt Infinity is all about. No stress, no hassle, no nonsense. Just fun and easy and rewarding experience that will put you behind the wheel of a fabulous new or used Infinity. Expert sales staff, superior service, and the largest selection in Ontario. And the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's what makes Alt Infinity the captain's choice. Alt Infinity, Woodbridge.com, at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Striving to inspire you at every turn. There's an old saying, entrepreneurship doesn't build character, it reveals character. Entrepreneurs learn to trust a person by trusting people. The law firm Rigabon Carly understands this. They know all about entrepreneurs because they work for them. Every day, they've earned their trust. They know that when it comes to meeting the legal and business needs of entrepreneurs, good enough is not enough. Rigabon Carly, the intelligent choice. Discover Villanova College, York Region's only independent co-educational Catholic school. We offer small class sizes and a commitment to academic excellence towards properly preparing students for university and lifelong success. If you are a young person or a parent seeking more from today's education, then take a moment to learn more about Villanova College. Find out about our specialized enrichment programs, including STEM and advanced placement. For information regarding admissions or to schedule a personal tour, visit VillanovaCollege.org. Are they ever wrong about sports? I can answer that in two words. Impossible. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Good morning and welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, live from Liberty Village in downtown Toronto. Naz, uh, you want to pay a compliment to a new sponsor that we have? Yeah, we have a new sponsor, True North uh, Deck, which is a, uh, if you need to rebuild a deck or uh, build a deck, go and see them at uh, their display at uh, Lowe's, all the Lowe's stores in Canada. A great product, and I know uh, I share an office with this group, and uh, there's all sorts of people coming in to look at that product. What's the name of the product again, Ness? True North Deck. True North Deck. T-R-U-Deck.com. Go have a look at it. It's a great product. Uh, anyways, welcome back to the Ness and Wally Sports Hour. We, have, we still have that $50 Pizzaville gift certificate. Uh, please give us a call right away. It's uh, you know, a couple of, uh, couple of finger dials there, and you have a nice uh, Befeen Yourself pizza for the next month or so, and it's a great, great pizza. 416-360-0740, 1-866-740-4740. It's our Golf Wisdom segment with Sean Clement. Sean Clement, of course, wisdomingolf.com. Uh, Sean Clement on YouTube, the Internet's greatest golf teacher. Sean, good morning. How are you this morning? Morning, guys. I'm fantastic. Sitting uh, or standing here with my daughter at the Winchester Golf Club in Whitby and uh, having a, a fantastic morning. Wish I was with you. Wish I was doing that. Anyway, Sean, really, uh, let's. I want to talk about Ben Hogan this week. I know you've been posting. Sure. You've been posting some uh, some videos on your uh, YouTube site and on your website yep. about Ben Hogan. Ben Hogan, of course. His swing is the holy grail of golf. People have been trying to figure it out for 50 years. Uh, what, yes, uh, what, what Hogan did, uh, because he's uh, had the greatest swing of all time, him and probably Mo Norman. Uh, yes, tell us what you've figured out, uh, what Ben Hogan's secret really was. 
Well, the, 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 the issue is that we've been barking up the wrong tree when we're looking at Hogan. They're all talking about how his elbow was this way and how he's pronating that way. It's none of the above. He was a master at finding his targets, and that's exactly what Tiger needs right now. Uh, uh, he would, um, you know, one of the stories he would have was he's hitting fades to his caddy because in those days you had the caddy out on the driving range shagging the ball. And uh, he's hitting some beautiful fades toward the caddy. And the person, you know, walking behind him was one of the other pros. And he says, I can help you with that fade, Ben. And he says, well, you don't see my caddy moving, do you? Run along, son. So, you know, he, was the, he said, the more I practice, the luckier I get. And at the time, like when I heard that first statement 25 years ago, it, it just flew right over my head. But today it rings so true because... We, we've, we've studied how the human brain works, and we, we noticed that the human brain has to reformulate every movement from scratch. It's designed to adapt. It cannot be allowed to repeat. And that's what everybody's trying to repeat positions, and that's where they get into trouble. So he says, well, the more I practice swinging to a target, the luckier I get. And that's exactly true. He would pick what he wants to do. So Savannah and I right now this morning... We're just picking micro-targets. That's exactly what Jordan Spieth was doing at the Masters. I'm going to start the ball there, and I'm going to end the ball there, let the wind bring it over there. I got my spot that's going to take me there, and I got a nice feel that I'm going to use to, to deliver into that direction, and then I'm going to see what happens. And the more I do that, the luckier I get. Sean, uh, you were one of the guys that uh, said that uh, Tiger Woods was not out of it yet because you saw things in his swing that uh, weren't very good. And yeah. you are absolutely I, I, right. Uh, I went on record uh, yeah. with my students saying that Tiger picked the, the absolute worst guy he could ever pick uh, for for his next uh, coaching. Is this? Coaching is this, this? We're not talking about Sean Foley here. We're talking about the no. current guy, right? Yes. Okay. Yes, exactly. Uh, then yeah. I, I've got I've got to ask Sean. Uh, Tiger shot eighty five yesterday, and I, I yes. know, and you're you're as a, you're as a, much of a student of the game as anybody I know. It's yeah. unheard of for a pro to shoot 85 in a well, tournament, unless, unless you're playing in the British Open and the wind is 100 miles an hour. Well, yeah. What is I mean, that? When a guy like Tiger shoots 85, what's yeah. going on? What's going on? He, he's, thinking, he's thinking body positions instead of hitting his golf shots. Like he's, he's on his fifth coach with a, a, his, his fifth set of different positions. And, uh, you know, the brain rebels at that. It's not, it's not built for that. I mean, you know, so many scientific bodies have proven this without a shadow of a doubt, and, and the golf business just hasn't caught up yet. That's all it is. So, you know, he missed all, his, all, all of these beautiful hints throughout his career of, um, you know, his second coach was probably had, had the best observation, but he didn't have the empirical data to back it up and to keep Tiger under his wing. He said, well, every time I give Tiger a shot to hit, He's the best I've ever seen. But any time I give Tiger a position to put, in, put him into, he's mediocre at best. Anyway, and, Sean, uh, we've been talking to Sean Clement. If you want to see Sean personally, uh, I highly recommend. You want to improve your golf game, oh, Ri- yeah. Richmond Hill Golf Learning Center. Uh, that's where you'll find Sean. Well, give him a call. Book some lessons. This guy will turn your golf game around. You can find him. Uh, you want to find some incredibly professional videos Online, YouTube, Sean Clement, or his yeah. fabulous website, wisdomandgolf.com. Listen, Sean, have a fantastic day with your daughter out on the course, and we'll, you, we'll talk to you soon. All right. Have a great day, you guys. Have a great right. day, Sean. Keep, 
cutting dandelions to targets here. We'll Never try to do that. Thanks, Sean. Anyways, we, Mike from Hamilton, uh, you've been holding for a while. We apologize. Mike, good morning, and uh, what's on your mind this morning? Hey, Naz and Wally, how are you? Good morning. Good. How are you? Fine, thank you. I just wanted to say one thing. I don't know if it's a psychological ploy on the part of Iserman, but before the finals began earlier this week, he deferred to Jonathan Taves as being a better hockey player than he was. I don't know what you guys think, but Iserman may have played in the, just a little bit. He may have played a little bit more in the finals, and he and he he won three Stanley Cups, as you know. And um, his his numbers over a twenty year career speak volumes, and his personal accolades with the hardware. But I, I mean, um, maybe time will tell if if Jonathan Taves is going to be a better player. Yes. I mean, I, I, well, I, interesting. Let's, Steve uh, Eiserman is uh, is a different type of player. He's more of an offensive player than Jonathan Taves. But I think Taves is better defensively. Eiserman was one hell of a player, and if uh, if you want to put that comparison together, I think both of them are, are right there. Oh, I, Eiserman's a one hell of was yeah. one hell of a hockey player. Yeah, Eiserman. Uh, yeah, I. You know, two two of the they will certainly go down as two of the two of the greatest hockey players of all time. Taves obviously hasn't had the length, you know, hasn't yeah, he's had, only twenty five. You know, right? he hasn't had the length of career yet that Iserman uh, that Iserman had. Um, I've got no criticisms of Steve Iserman whatsoever. I think he's one of the legends of the game, and I think Taves is headed there. Certainly has all the tools. We've talked about. I I think Jonathan Taves is. With Drew Doughty, one of the top two hockey players in uh, hockey players in, in in the world, and interestingly enough, we had we had uh, I don't know if you remember Mike, uh, a legend from the past, Dave Keon. We talked Thank to Dave. You. We talked to Dave Keon last November on our show, and and uh, we talked about Jonathan Taves and Dave Keon. Of course, we've always said was I always said was one of the greatest hockey players of all time because he played hockey at both ends of the ice like nobody. And uh, Dave Keon made the comment that uh, Jonathan Taves, he thought, was the best player in the game. In fact, uh, I called Dave Keon this week to see if he'd wanted to talk about Jonathan Taves on the show uh, today, and he, uh, he respectfully and graciously uh, declined. But he reiterated in my conversation with him that he thinks Jonathan Taves is the best hockey player in the world today. So those are, you know, Mike, uh, uh, you know, Iserman, Taves, you know, you're you're talking about two incredibly elite hockey players, and, and I agree with Naz. Yeah, similar Slight. similar personalities yeah. too. Very nice, quiet, guys. soft spoken, like, very cerebral, intelligent, and money players. The one thing about Jonathan Taves that I just find astounding, and he hasn't had the he hasn't had the greatest two games, the first two games in this series, but you know he'll he'll be back. Um, uh, guy raises his game when the chips are down, and that's the type of hockey player I like. Anyways, uh, Mike, we've got to take some more calls. Uh, always a pleasure hearing from you on a Sunday morning. Thanks so much for your call. Thanks. We've got Victor from Etobicoke. Victor, how are you this morning? Good morning, guys. How are you? And thanks so much for holding. We're doing great. How are you? Good, good. Uh, I would like to talk about that race yesterday oh, wow. in Belmont. Uh, uh, this horse, uh, American Pharaoh, is a very nice horse. But it's too bad that uh, that the other six horses in that race yesterday, uh, the trainers really sent them out to finish second. Uh, they didn't go out there to challenge this horse. Uh, they just let this horse run the way he wanted. And 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 to me, uh, I, I, truthfully, he went he win very easily. The time wasn't the greatest, and uh, that's the way I saw the race. And it's too bad. It's I'm not calling it a, a, a set-up race. Don't get me wrong. It's not. I want to explain to you about racing is that 
you know, I know they're out there to win everybody, but when there's a race like that and they got a horse like that and what's on the line out there, these these trainers are buddy buddies to a point that that they didn't want to upset this Bafford. He's going okay. for his third time with a horse like that for a triple crown. And the thing was, there was one horse in there that... that, that uh, Victor, I'm going to have to interrupt you. We're, we're getting short on time. I know Naz wants to respond to uh, a, a couple of the comments you just yeah. made. Sure. Yeah, the uh, the race itself, he went wire to wire, and he hand, the jockey hand rode the horse into the, in, at the final end, and he didn't even touch the horse. That's how dominant that horse was. And there wasn't anybody close to it. After seeing the second leg of that race, I even said to Wally, uh, you know, that thing went, American Pharaoh went going away, I think, by five lengths, six five, lengths. Five, over five and a half lengths. And yeah. uh, I said, nobody's going to beat that horse. Victor, I, I want to thank you for your call. I know we're, we're running a bit short on time. I just want to respond uh, on American Pharaoh because Naz and I, you, we used to be big horse racing fans yeah. in, the, in, in the 70s. And I think we were both at Secretariat's last race. At no, Woodbine. I wasn't at Secretariat's. You, 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 you weren't? Were, you were. Yeah, I was, I was there and I still have my $2 in a... You know, we're big fans of horse racing, and and it was it really was incredible to watch. Finally, a Listen, triple Nat, crown winner. Yeah. Hello. Yes. Victor. I wanted to just before I close off with you. I I'm a, a friend of Claude's, and I I was the guy who gave you the book on Holly. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to try to still set that up for you guys. That would be terrific. That would be terrific. Anyways, okay. uh, Victor, thanks for your call and uh, hey, triple Claude crown. Al- Claude always says to me, "Have you called?" Thanks for your call, uh, um, uh, Victor. That was that was appreciated. Triple Crown certainly was uh, was really an incredible incredible performance yesterday. And I want to go back in the two minutes. We've got soccer, Canada. We were talking about where they rank and where you foresee them going in this tournament, Mark. There, first of all, there's always some confusion between uh, Olympic champions and World Cup champions. Uh, the World Cup champions in women's soccer is Japan. Um, I would say the the teams to look out for are Japan, Germany, Nigeria, and the United States, and also possibly England. You start looking. United States is actually in in what they call the group of death, so it's going to be very interesting to see who comes out of their group. But um, Canada being the host nation has some things going in their favor, so um, we're we're still cheering for Canada. Yeah, Mark, you brought up a point that uh, the U.S. hasn't won the World Cup since 1999. That's correct. Uh, Before Japan, Germany won the World Cup two two cups in a row. We've got you in studio. I have to ask you this question. Christine Sinclair. Where do you I, I, I can I can make an argument that she may be the Canada's greatest athlete ever. Certainly she's an incredible, incredible athlete and done incredible things on the Canadian national women's soccer team. Wally, I respect and admire you, but you are such a legal mind. You're just trying to trick me into comparing Christine Sinclair to various hockey players. No, I have no agenda no, in that question uh... whatsoever. Whatsoever. <laughs> Christine Sinclair has done an incredible amount for Ag- women's soccer in agreed. this country. Agreed. With her goal yesterday, I think she's now only three goals behind Mia Hamm from the United States. And, all, and only behind Abby Wambach from the United States as the most goals ever scored in international soccer competition. And she's literally, a lot of times during her entire career, almost done it by herself. She certainly didn't have the supporting cast that a- Abby Wambach had. And... Uh, Parting shots, not a shot, but uh, in, in, in the pecking order, where does Christine Sinclair? 
She's fantastic. She's she's the number one soccer player it, this country has ever produced, um, and I would say that would be true of both men and women. Um, she stands above. Yeah, she's she is the best for sure, and she she controls the game in the midfield also too. Like she is a one heck of a player. So we're certainly uh, unfortunately we've run out of time again as we always do at this time, and we're certainly I'm going to be fascinated and interested in the uh, women's World Cup, and I'm certainly going to be watching the Canadian team, and we certainly hope that they that they and I know that they will they will make Canada proud. You've been listening to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. We'll be back again next Sunday morning at 9 a.m. Have a fantastic week. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. Heard Sunday mornings at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.